Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. All right, welcome everyone to the show today. I am fired up and uh, excited to hear this story from Dr. Amanda Barrientes. Welcome to the show. Hey, so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I'm really um, uh, interested in your journey because you want to, like I shared uh, before, it was like, you know, the, the branding, once I saw your, your uh, information come through, I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear this story, right? Because it's going to be good <laughs> stuff, right? Um, so I always like to share, you know, with the audience a little bit about, you know, your background and where you came from, you know, grew up and stuff like that. And we can kind of kick it off there. Yeah. Well, I'm a mountain girl, Colorado native. And I, yeah, the name, that's funny because the company name comes from my upbringing as a, an athlete. So I, um, I was in a volleyball league and it was, it, it was volleyball league where it was only adults, but you only had to have one adult. So I was like, dad, put together a volleyball team for us and I'll get all my friends and we will just kill it. And so when we got together to name the group, I said, NFA, team NFA, no fucking around, <laughs> but no, you know, since, you know, we couldn't swear. So we, we said NFA and everyone thought it meant they, you know, they weren't sure what it meant, but right. we kept using it. And then through the years, and of course we won the tournament. And then through the years, every sports team I had, I would name us team NFA. And then I was coaching one day and this guy said to me, man, you're like my tough love dad, but you're also really kind and, you know, make me feel like soft and I can be vulnerable. And I said, well, I'm not fucking around. I really care about your transformation. And he said, oh yeah, you know, he's just like, yeah, that's true. And then I shared that at a networking event and someone was like, you know, I noticed that they noticed it. And then I put it on my Instagram bio. And then this person reached out and asked me for an interview because she said, that is a great name. And so I rebranded my whole company around it. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's yeah. interesting how, how, you know, some of those things as a child, you know, as a kid that we do that, yeah. that you know, carry through into adulthood and how it, you know, kind of defined, you know, your message Definitely. in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny now, everybody that knows me is just like, I'm very NFA style right. and, in everything I do. It's like deep love, deep commitment to what I do in my work. You know, anything I'm doing, I'm NFA about it. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Right. So, so um, you went, at what point did you transition into the coaching world? Yeah. So for me, it started um, really with pretty serious personal fallout. I, mm-hmm. uh, I left my 15 year marriage having an affair and then my next relationship wasn't working out. Of course, I really had very few relationship skills, just a, a really big lack of communication and not knowing how to ask for what I needed. And, you know, so I blew it all up to, to end it. And then I had three kids. And so here I am, my ex-husband lost his job. So I'm in grad school facing really homelessness. I live in a really expensive area and I didn't have nowhere my money was going to come from. And I had to go get food stamps. And, you know, one night I was just on the floor crying and I was like, I am tired of this reality. This sucks. And I had, it, you know, in the moment, I don't know that I would have called in the piffing in the moment, but it was like, I was crying and I sat up, I was on the basement floor crying and I sat up and I was like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to do something different. I, this is not going to work anymore. And I started listening to podcasts 
because it was free and right. it was, I was busy, you know, it's like, I'm a, I'm a grad school mom, single mom, driving my kids around, going to classes, teaching. So at every moment I had in between walking to classes or carpooling my kids or, you know, just whatever, washing the dishes, I was listening to podcasts and everybody that I was listening to was a coach. I was like, huh, this is interesting. You know, I started talking to one of my best friends who I was running with every, you know, we ran several times a week and I'd be telling all these stories and all these things I was learning. And, and I realized I'm a coach. <laughs> I was born to be a coach. And so I, you know, I, I was pretty close to the end of my program and I didn't want to, I wanted to be a, finish my dissertation research. It was, I was working with um, doing life history interviews with incarcerated men and it was really phenomenal work. And so I wanted to finish that out, but at the same time I started building a WordPress website and just talking to people a little bit about what I was doing. And it, you know, people just started noticing differences in me and I started saving money and I shifted my values to wealth building and I got off food stamps and things just started working. And so when I graduated, I went for it. I just said, I'm going all the way. And I have, I had a couple months of living money saved up, which wasn't a lot. I lived very simply, but I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have this fly and I'm just going to see what happens. And it just took off pretty fast. So then in my first year of full-time business, I went six figures and just kind of been going up ever since. Right. That's awesome. And I, I love the idea of that moment where you clearly defined, you know, and it ties in totally with your message, you know, that, yeah. that all in moment of, you know, that's it. You know, there's, there's no turning back. I have to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so such so a good think, moment. At yeah, the moment, yeah. it felt very sad and scary, right, yeah. but it was like, oh, thank you for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, and it's not, you know, I, like looking back in it, you know, they always say it's like the hindsight is, you know, is where you kind of glean the information of like, okay, what was different? But if you look at how you made that transition, yeah, right, I think a lot of people, they see the success and they don't realize all the challenges and frustrations and setbacks totally. that we have. Right. Um, and really, you know, there was an initial step that you took. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. And it really, you know, I love that you say this because when I was doing my uh, research with the incarcerated men, I would always ask them like, what was it that made you change? Cause they were in a rehabilitation program and they had to work hard to get into this rehabilitation program. And I was really trying to discover what is it that causes people to change, mm -hmm. you know? And it was always that it was like a decisive moment. Like they decided I'm tired of my life being the way that it is. And I've got to do something differently. So it's really, I call it NFA radical responsibility. It's like, right. you know, all of a sudden you go like, okay, I'm the center of my universe and I'm the one who's got to change it because no one else is going to come in and rescue me and save me. Right. That's good. So, so, um, since you turned it around, right. Um, and you've gotten things on track now to, you know, and you're doing great things in the world. Um, what would you say some of the challenges are that, you know, it, you got past that point, you're already having some success at what you're doing, right? So what would you, what would you say some of the challenges you've had in the business itself? I would say staying in the head game has been staying in the head game and not overworking. So, mm -hmm. you know, I work with people on money blocks and a big money block is scarce. It can be scarcity thinking mm -hmm. and that it's never enough or you're never enough or what if it goes away? What if the sex sex goes away? Right. So it's been something I've really 
I, I really work on is, you know, meditation and affirmations and, and it's, you know, I had self-doubt, like mm -hmm. getting into that place of like, am I, am I good enough? Is my business good enough? Will it continue to succeed? Am I really helping people? Like, you know, those things all come up for me all the time. Right. And, and I work with them regularly to right. keep moving forward. And, and it's funny because I'll have those discouraged days where I'm like, is this making a difference? Am I ever going to get there? You know, like there, meaning one of my goals is to impact a minimum of 5 million people. And I want a seven figure year business. And, you know, that's all big, big goals for me. And, you know, there's days where I'm like, am I crazy? Can I do it? And then, you know, I'll get an email from a client that or somebody, even someone listening to my podcast that just says like, oh my God, your podcast has changed my life. And I'm just like, okay, I can stay the course. I can do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's that, you know, it's fascinating to hear that, you know, especially with your background, right. And, and what, you know, from the, you know, the head game that goes on, yeah. you know, for all of us that you're just because you're in this space, doesn't mean you don't have challenges, right. It's not no. like, it's not like you've arrived, right. And you're the enlightened one now, right. Like you, you're still on this journey and you still have these doubts. You still have these challenges and things that you face. And it's, you know, it's, fascinating to see that because I think sometimes we put people on a pedestal to think they've arrived right Absolutely. and think that they don't have any problems right yes um, and the, the reality is they just have bigger problems right you know? yeah totally I love <laughs> you say, that you say this Daniel because I like I used to have this huge belief that wealthy people just had no problems I, it was such a funny belief I don't I you know I just had this thought like oh money solves all the problems <laughs> you know and then the more people that I get to hang out with you know all the way from prisoners to multi multi-millionaires and it's like oh we all have pretty much the same problems it's just at a different scale right. and and we have different resources to deal with them and but it, it, we're all humans you know and I so agree with you I had someone say to me I was talking to a client once and I was sharing you know an experience and she's like you struggle with that I'm like of course I struggle with this and it make, does make me remember you know when you're in this position and you're doing a lot of like I do a lot of video work and and podcast releases and stuff like that and I'm, I love teaching so I'm always in this teaching mode and I share my story openly a lot but sometimes I forget to share like oh I've struggled with this that's why I'm teaching this right. yeah. <laughs> you know because it's something that I've figured out how to overcome myself right that's good so what uh, you know just share with people a little bit about um now, you, you mentioned some things about the money block, you know, and scarcity mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, what would you say out of the people you've been working with now, like is the, the common, like, is there, is there one specific thing that people come to you for that is the biggest thing that you really help people with? Oh, wow. <clears throat> That's a great question. I, I shifted recently from NFA coaching to NFA money, my, mm -hmm. my branding. And it was because I do a lot of different types. I do consulting, teaching, coaching, training, you know, like a lot of different types of things, but also because the number one thing that people were coming to me was, was like, I want to make more money in my business. And the underneath of that is people are, you know, it's like, it, it comes with imposter syndrome. It comes with inner critic doubts. It, and I don't care who you are. That was another thing that was always fascinating to me is I thought, oh, wealthy people are very confident and kind of have it all together. And I realized same thing, like, no, we all have inner critic doubts. We all have fears. We all have uncertainties. Even if you've made a ton of money in your life, you might be afraid that you're going to lose it. You might not have the relationships that you want because you, you know, you've spent a lot of time focusing on wealth and then you don't think you can have both, which is a scarcity thought. So I really started to see this common thread, what I call competing commitments. So it's when our unconscious and conscious battle each other. So you have some sort of unconscious belief. Any, I know that people have competing commitments. Anytime they're saying they want something that they're not able to get, because it means that 
they want it consciously, but the 95% that's unconscious is holding them back from getting it because somewhere in them, they have a competing belief. And so in competing commitments, I walk them through exercises to help them raise their conscious awareness and go, whoa, I didn't realize that that was running my operating system and that's how I'm showing up in the world. And so I love to work with people on, I start with money blocks because it's such a tangible way to see the inner world. So I always say that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world, which is just a universal law. And it's easy to see what you believe on the inside because your money will show up. It sh it's like it shows a trail of it right. really clearly. So that's where I like to start with people. And so, you know, I do money stories with people and, and we do business development, all kinds of different things. But it's often that they're coming to me saying, I feel off. I'm not getting where I want to go. I feel stuck, but I really want it. I've got this like deep burning desire and inspiration, but I just I can't quite break through and get there. Right. Okay. Perfect. Right. So as, as you're, um, going through this process with people, right. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. you had that defining moment, you've made some decisions that have led you to this path, right? So obviously the entrepreneurs and potential entrepreneurs, people that are in career transition that are listening, that, that are wondering like, you know, um, you know, I'm in, I'm either in that place or I'm in this place of like, I don't know what the next step is, right? What would be some advice that you would give them to say like, Hey, you know, start here. Right. Yeah. But easy. It's going to sound overly simplistic, but follow your joy. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason is because your feelings are a feedback system telling you whether you're in or out of alignment. So if you wake up in the morning and you're like, I feel like crap, I don't really want to get out of bed. I, I, I you know, I, I talked to someone yesterday who was sharing, like she wakes up every morning crying. I'm like, let's fix that because clearly you're, you know, there's something, your emotions are just telling you you're off. You know, so it's, if you're waking up, you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and burnt out, like listen to it. And, and we only get this one short life, you know? And so to the best of your capabilities, just start with one small thing that brings you joy and then do a little bit more. And you'll notice that you start to feel this levity in your day and you start to feel a little bit better every day and you just keep following the trail of joy. So it's like, okay, if it might be just be like, I drink tea every day. I, I have my matcha green, I have this giant mug of matcha green tea. And it's like a ritualistic thing that I do in the morning that makes me so happy. I look forward to it. You know, I'm like, oh, it's tea time. And, you know, I like read my books and do my meditation and do my exercise. And I start the day in that way for me because it works really well to get me aligned to feel good for the rest of the day. And so, you know, it, it, wherever people are on the spectrum, you know, if they're like feeling kind of okay, like I always tell people they're either in the frustrated zone, which I use the F word too. It's like, you're feeling frustrated and fucked <laughs> or you're fine, which is comfort zone where you're kind of like, things are fine or you're fired up and you're alive. And we right. want to be getting to the fired up and alive, right? And that's where you have the most magnetic energy to attract the things that you want to attract. When you're in the state of feeling frustrated, the, the sad thing is when you're in that state, you attract more of it. Right. <laughs> you got to do the work to shift yourself so that you can get into the fired up state. It no, it, it, it's, and it's, you know, I think it's kind of counterintuitive because we think like someone needs to come rescue me. I need help, but you've got to be the one to start by helping yourself first. And in the simplest way is just a little step of follow anything that brings you joy. It might be listening to music for five minutes and, and just turning everything off to shutting off the phone, you know, just listen to a song you like and just watch your, your energetic state shift a little bit and just do a little more of that every day. And you'll start to notice differences. Right. Love it. That's some good stuff. You know, definitely a lot of insights. You could probably teach on that for days, right? I could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so from the um, 
perspective, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I want to um, expand upon it, you know, around your vision of what you're looking to accomplish. Obviously, there's your personal goals, your, your impact driven, you know, uh, to, you know, uh, impact the world to make it a better place. You know, so what, what does that look like for you? You know, uh, you know, life vision legacy. Uh, so many good things. Um, I, I, I have a vision. I don't, since I was pretty young and I don't even know why, because I didn't watch a lot of Oprah, but I'm like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to talk to Oprah about it someday. There's that. Okay. <laughs> so I want to impact a lot of people through knowledge. I, it's my favorite thing. My highest values are learning and teaching. So like, I love learning. I learn something new every single day of my life, like many new things a day. And then I teach them. And so, you know, the impact that I want to make is teaching through books, through podcasting, through speaking, through work shops, through coaching, through consulting. Like I love, love, love working with people and having those light bulbs go off where they get to feel different. Mm -hmm. And because I know what it's like to feel horrible and scared all the time. And just it, having the shift and knowing that it's possible. I just go like, I want everyone to feel that way. You know, it's possible to have an incredible love life and incredible, you know, money flowing in where you feel good about it. Your kids are happy. You're healthy. Like this is possible. And so I love to help people do that. Um, big legacy, you know, one of my big goals is to end the intergenerational cycle of poverty for women in my family. I'm a, I'm a first gen college student. And then, you know, it's like, there's been some history of disempowerment in my family. I have a Native American, Mexican, Indian background. So, you know, we've got that intergenocidal or the genocidal trauma. And mm -hmm. then we've got, there's just a lot going on in my history. And I'm like, oh, I want to empower the women in my family to be badasses right. and just financial powerhouses. And so I, it's fun teaching my girls. I have, I have three kids and I have two mm -hmm. girls and a boy. And I'm teaching all of them, of course, but it's just one of those, you know, the women in my family have been very oppressed. So I'm like, yes, let's powerhouse the women. Right. And then I have a vision of creating a scholarship fund specifically for helping entrepreneurial type of women who are, you know, driven and, and want to succeed, but just need a little bit of educational help and financial support. Right. That's awesome. So yeah, a little bit of work ahead of you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's good. All right. So then, um, well, there's a lot of different ways we can go with this, right? So, <laughs> so um, I mean, that's, those are awesome, you know, uh, just life visions, right? Because a lot of times I think, you know, especially we get caught up in, especially when you're in the beginning stages, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I have this thing I want to do, or I feel like I'm called to do, and this is the thing I get to do every day, but like, I'm not sure how to get there, right? And then eventually that evolves into this life vision of like, okay, I can really do this, and this is the thing I'm after. And I think, you know, a lot of the stuff you shared there around the self-doubt, the you know, imposter syndrome and all the things that, that, that people go through, we all go through, um, you know, if you don't have a coach in your life to support you, right, which is really important, right? Because a yeah. lot of times that's the first thing I ask any coach I ever hire, who's yeah. coaching you? Yeah. Right. And Absolutely. if they say nobody, you know, I don't need a coach anymore, then I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. we're not going to work together, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I think like realistically, like when you're helping these people get to this next level uh, and the impact you're having, the, the, it, you know, that's the fuel, right. To, to, uh, you know, empower you to do the things you do every day. Cause it is, you know, when, I, I guess I want to touch on this is where I was going with this is there's the energy it takes to pour into other people, mm -hmm. right. And how you protect yourself, right. Mm -hmm. To make sure you're not giving too much. Cause I know as an entrepreneur, you touched on this in the beginning, sometimes we pour so much into it. Like, when does it stop? Right. Like when, mm -hmm. you know, how can you cut it off? It's not like a nine to five job where you go home and you're just free to do whatever you need to do. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so what daily routine do you follow that supports you to, to be at your best every day? 
Such a good question. And, and always in the works for me, right. you know, just because of exactly what you're talking about. I am, I'm an avid exercise, always have exercised since I was 12 years old. I, I was 30 pounds overweight. And when I was a kid and when I was in 12 years old, the summer before, I think it was before sixth or seventh grade. It was before sixth grade. I lost 30 pounds and I, it was through exercise and changing my diet. My aunt taught me how to eat and exercise. And I was like, oh, you can control how you feel in your body. <laughs> and I have exercised ever since then. So I've been an athlete since then. So exercise to me is like my healthy drug. You know, like I go, I would, I don't know what would have happened to me if I didn't exercise regularly. It keeps my brain balanced. It keeps me feeling good. So I exercise five days a week. Um, so exercise is part of my daily routine. Absolutely. I journal every day. I absolutely every day read something, either listening through audible podcasts or reading books, usually all of those things. Um, and then meditate. And so my morning routine is exercise, meditate, journal, read. And those things have changed my world. I mean, so big time. I would say, you know, so that's my morning routine. So you asked about the whole routine. Then I do my work. I have, you know, I do somewhat of a block schedule. I have, you know, I, I stack my clients in one day and I have group stuff and I do videos. So I, I do all of those in a very rhythmical way throughout the week. And then I always have flex days. So Thursday and Friday for me are very flex days. Friday, I, unless it's an interview, I love doing interviews, getting interviewed and being on other people's platforms, but unless it's that, I don't put anything on my schedule and I just have a day where it's like creative business development, relax, you know, just, I need that space to expand and create without any structure. So I like to have, and I, I highly encourage people to make sure they have at least some flex time in their schedule every week. Um, so those are, that's kind of my week flow. I'm not so great right now at stopping at a good time at night. <laughs> I'm still learning that process. Um, my kids are older, you know, so I don't have to stop for dinner or anything like that. And my partner lives an hour and a half away and we'll be moving in together soon. And then, you know, then things will change. I'm sure I'll stop earlier, right. but right now it's like, he's, he's only with me half the week and then I'm with, and then, so we alternate back and forth. So on the days that, that we're not together, I, I you know, like last night I worked until nine 30. Right. And so yeah. I'm, I'm that one. I'm not, so I'm not as good at yet, right. but yeah. yeah well, and then, and there's, you know, with the, the other side of it is like, you know, when you love what you do, it's not work. Right. Yes. And, and, you know, especially nowadays in the internet world, you can get really sucked into whether you're watching a training or, you know, watch, yeah. you want to be on a webinar to do something or you want to be doing something. Yeah. Like it's unlimited with what you can do, but really finding that, like, I'm, I'm a big, uh, not believer in total balance, right? Because as an entrepreneur, yeah. there really is never balance, right? It's what you no. create, right? To yeah, it's what you create to be able to, you know, sustain and um, be able to, you know, live the way you want, right? So there's some key things that you shared there around that routine because you know I had been hearing that for years, right? And it'd be like there'd be times you got to burn that midnight oil because you're building something big and you got a lot going on, and there's other times where you can create that space to you know, kind of, you know, create more of a normal routine, you know, call it normal, but you know, <laughs> there is no yeah. normal in a business, right? But uh, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's just, you get to set that standard. So that's exciting to see that you, you have, you're just like you said, it's a journey, it's a work in progress, right? It's not the end all be all, you know, for some people, you know, they, they might not like to read as much, they might like audible more, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you know, there's, there's also that way you can challenge yourself to say, get uncomfortable, Right. And uh, pick up an old fashioned book. Right. And and yeah. just, and just uh, spend some time reading, to, you know, for your own personal you know, growth. 
um, and uh, you know, force yourself to do things that are uncomfortable, right? Because are you, um, and we'll, we'll, as we begin to wrap here, I'm just thinking in terms of, is there ever a time that you're uncomfortable when you're in a conversation with a potential client or, a, um, or leading up to something, you know, jumping on video or any areas of your business that kind of, you know, are, are an area that you know you get to step into, but you're kind of hesitant about? Hmm, that's such a great question. You know, it's, it makes me think about how phase-based things are, you know, like in the beginning of my business, what I was afraid of and what I'm afraid of now, they, it changes. Like, and it's why I tell people it, it, it never stops. And like you were saying, you always ask people, do they have a coach? Because you always need a coach. I don't care what level you're at. There's always a next level to go to, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, if for me in my business, it, I notice that when I create a new program, like I just released a new program and I'm usually just dynamo salesperson when I love what I'm selling. Like if I believe in what I'm selling, I can sell all day long. I'm not afraid of it. I don't have charge around it. And when I transition into a new program I'm, and I'm not sure about the program yet, I, I struggle a little bit. So I've noticed on my last few consults, it's like hesitation and, and like not as much confidence. And right. so it, I know and it was actually, I love that you asked that because just yesterday I was like, oh, and now I have an outline written down because I often do things on the fly. Right. And so now I have this outline. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I needed for, to feel that way on the call just so that other people have something to look at because I know in my mind, oh, this program is killer. It will work for you, but they don't know that yet. Right. you know. And so I realized, oh yeah, that's what works. And so, yeah, I mean, I still, there's every once in a while, I, I, I still have a little bit of a thing when I'm around like certain types of business owners that I think are way far ahead of me. I can definitely shrink a little bit mm -hmm. and get a little bit of that inner critic doubt. Like, Oh, can I be as good as them? Will I make it as far as them are the pedestalizing problem, right. you know? So those things still come up for sure sometimes. Great. Well, I appreciate you being here. Uh, how do people find out more about you? Um, go to nfamoney.com. I have a podcast, Max Potential Money, and uh, on YouTube as well under NFA Money. But if they want, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't ask you before when this is going to be released. I'm, I'm in the work, something's in the works right now, but right. I, I'll have um, the Money Blocks profile. So if they go to moneyblocksprofile.com, super excited about this. It's a way to, to profile your biggest money blocks. And then I'm going to teach you how to undo them. So that is like, that is my most exciting project right now. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you for being here, Amanda. I appreciate you sharing your message and much continued success and impact and reaching the goals that you have set and the things that you know, we're not even aware of yet that you're going to do in the world. Thank you so much. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.